Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Allie. I'm Danny. And I'm Lindsay. And we're back. We're back (laughs) better than ever. Each time, continuing to challenge ourselves until this is the best podcast in history. (laughs) Until we can get one intro right in a cool, smooth way. But it's year four and no promises. If it hasn't happened by now, it's not going to happen. You guys, at the end of this, do we get our degree in fanfic after this? I hope oh so. God. With the major in magical studies. I want my PhD. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> my dictorate. <laughs> I want to be under that grad. I want my masturbation and then my PhD. <laughs> I'm doing my titties in fanfic. That's thesis. Gen Ed. ED stands for erectile dysfunction. Oh, shoot. This went wrong. <laughs> If you've been with us since the beginning, we'll also be giving you your degree as well. <laughs> your certificate. Well, what do we got, guys? Season 16, episode three. Yep, we're halfway through. It's uh, mm. six parts, six private parts this season. <laughs> Have we ever made that joke before? <laughs> no. Can't believe it. So we're at private part three of six. and uh, Of sex? <laughs> and I think there's food in this episode, which we're excited oh, about. Oh, thrilled. Home base. Finally, I'm hungry. (laughs) But uh, before we get into the story and before we do a blowdown, I think we should make one final announcement for our Valendong Day extravaganza live show that's (laughs) happening. If you are tuning in on the day this episode releases, which is Tuesday, February 9th, then in two days from now, on Thursday, February 11th, we are having our Valendong Day live show over on our Patreon. So when you sign up to be a Patreon at the Black Cloth level, which is our $10 a month level. Not only do you get access to that level with all the steamy content and quickies and cockword puzzles and behind our behinds and all these other fun little things that we do for uh, the dongs, you also get access to the live show. So it's a win-win. That's great. And best case scenario, you're able to join us live because we're going to have um, some fun live games. You'll get to see us mess up. You know, you'll be on the edge of your seat. Will they, won't they stutter and have a laughing fit? Who knows? Right. And so you could join us live, which is super fun. Chat along with people in the comments. But if you're busy that night, you know, laying rose petals down for your special person three days early, then um, you can watch it later. Or you can watch it with your special person or... Alone, again, three days. Whenever you want to watch it, you can watch it again. Uh, endless combinations. Wow. wow. It's like the Kama Sutra of <laughs> it is. viewing options. <laughs> so go to uh, patreon.com forward slash fangasm and all the info will be there. I even added under the $10 level, the Valen Dong's live show, just in case you were confused once you got in there. There's only two levels. It's not that tricky. But <laughs> now you know. Wait, Danny, I know you sometimes keep up with this person. There's an internet, I guess you could call her an influencer named Caroline Calloway, mm-hmm. who sort of always makes a splash. She just launched a Patreon. 
And she has so many different levels and they're so confusing. And then there's like incentives. If you've been along for like a, a member for a year, you get invited to some party she's throwing. There's all this stuff. And I feel like we've kept it simple. Just two levels. Keep it simple and sexy. Ooh. That's where Caroline and I, however, might be spirit animals in only one way, which is just really complicated pathways to our Patreon. So you'd be like for $3 every other month. Well, sometimes like it'd be like all these crazy clues. We didn't let Danny organize the Patreon structure. (laughs) Alphabetically in July, we'll be doing. Danny would just say, let's have a free Patreon. And then we'd be like, that's our show. (laughs) And go through the land of the swirly, twirly gumdrops and uh, make a left at the... (laughs) Meanwhile, I'd be recording at the free microphone on Best Buy. So we all have an important (laughs) role to play here. (laughs) Uh, But yes, we're really excited for the show. We're going to have fun. Those are always some of my favorite moments, us doing live readings. Oh, same. I wish it was in person, but until then, it'll be as close as possible, which is Zoom or YouTube. Yeah, they'll watch it on YouTube, but we'll be recording from Zoom to YouTube. Linked through the Patreon. Don't tell them how the sausage is made. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I had one little thing to say. We had a listener tell us a very funny story about them breastfeeding while listening to the show. And... (laughs) The quote is, I left the baby right off my boob. Is that it, Danny? So good. And we've decided, and Danny turned it into a graphic. You can go look at it on Instagram. And we've decided that if you leave an iTunes review with a real funny story of something that happened to you while listening, we will turn it into a graphic and post it on Instagram because people have sent us really, really funny things. I think we've had two people get into car accidents, like a very minor, yeah. but laughing so hard, got distracted and smashed their car. We're going to have to add that as a disclaimer to the top. Yeah. Fender bender overs. We do not own any of these characters or liability for whatever accidents <laughs> you get into while listening to this. Yeah. Um, I will say I was so excited to post that, that I had a typo. It was right of my boob instead of off my boob. So thank you to <gasps> listener Jennifer for commenting on it. And so the new post has been updated courtesy of Grammar Graham. So. Oh, Grammar Graham. She's an it. Instagrammer police. Yeah. Oh, I have one final random thing to say. In one of our groups, I think it was the Fanny Pack, we had someone join who I hope they're still listening to our podcast. They had posted a song about a fanny pack, and it was their first post in the group, and Facebook flagged it for some reason. I don't know why. And I looked at it really quick and thought it was spam, and so I think I may have accidentally removed you from the group, and I didn't mean to, but as soon as I did, I didn't know how to undo it. So if you were the listener that posted about the fanny pack and got removed from our group... It was all because of chaos and confusion. So please uh, come back and join us. I will gladly add you back. I vaguely remember your name, so I will know it's you. And if you can't like PM us too, like if it becomes the room of requirement. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but if you can't for whatever reason, just message us and we'll get you back in. If you're not sure, was that me or not? Just message us anyway and and we'll figure that out too. Like if you think, did I post a song about a fanny pack on Fangasm, but you can't remember, we'll knock it around with you. We can help you out with whatever you need. Hey, if you've ever worn a fanny pack, yeah, message us in any related fanny pack news. If you're related to anyone named Fanny, message us. If you're packing heat, message us. Definitely. (laughs) Okay, guys, who can do a blowdown? I want Danny to do it. Okay, first up, we have Pansy, and then... I'm just going to go into that. <laughs> uh, basically, Trickle finds out that his dad is in trouble, goes to rescue him, 
sacrifices his freedom for his papas, learns that he's being held hostage by Le Beast, our hairy beast villain <laughs> man, Beast. And finally, after some co- coaxing by Miss Fran Dresser, um, he has decided to dine with the Beast. And who knows what happens next? Who could possibly foresee what's to come? <laughs> we are not sure, but we know that we're going to make it. Not your old 1994 VHS. We're going to yeah. make it your old 1994 VHS that your parents hid from you. I think next is a culinary cabaret. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to admit to everyone that we just realized that they're not wizards in this story. Yeah, we were expecting magic within magic. And yeah, it just dawned on us that this is actually void of magic. (laughs) Less magic than we're used to. Well, void of traditional magic. Yeah, right. Well, the only person who has magic so far is that person who cursed. Yeah, the sorcerer. Yeah. Enchantress, yeah. Bellatrix, Bellatrix in a hood. (laughs) Who was really a good Bellatrix. (laughs) That was a McGonagall origin story. Yeah, but Amina the Scorpio is making us laugh. We love seeing our favorite characters in a a new type of magic. And uh, we'll see where it goes. Thank you. Let's do it. The beast led Draco to a seat at the end of the table where he sat down, quickly removing his arm from the beast's. It quickly turned away, although before Draco could have sworn that, he saw a flash of hurt in his eyes. He didn't know why this made his stomach churn. Oh, he already has feelings. The beast sat down at the other end of the table facing him. There was a loud silence for a few minutes until it was broken by a cart full of teacups and crockery and miscellaneous household items speeding into the room. Ginny, stop leaning over the edge. You'll fall out, a motherly voice shouted. Draco almost leaped out of his seat in shock before remembering that they were alive. Good morning, Mrs. Weasley. Draco turned to the beast and was shocked that it was actually smiling, although its pointed teeth made it look (laughs) demonic. Or his Ginny would say, good morning, Mrs. Weasley. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then pass out from exhaustion. (laughs) Good morning, my dear. Mrs. Weasley chirped back to it. Draco still wasn't sure what object Mrs. Weasley was or what any other person in this goddamn castle was either. Good morning, young man. May I ask your name? It took Draco a while to realize that Mrs. Weasley was talking to him. Draco. Um, Lindsay, can you do an Angela Lansbury voice? (laughs) (laughs) Easy. Draco. Draco Malfoy, he muttered. I'm the teapot, she said helpfully. Draco turned to look at her and saw that she had eyes and a mouth carved in, just like Pansy. Then he realized that everything on the cart, even the cart itself, had eyes and a mouth. Given our, like, podcast, you guys know where a sex podcast. Yeah, I just found out. <laughs> I wonder if all of, right now, you know, in the Disney version, obviously nothing is anatomically correct. But what if here they were? Oh and, you know, Mrs. Teapot had just, like. Knockers. Big knockers and an extra spout. A dump truck. A <laughs> hole at the bottom. <laughs> None of the tea stays in. Okay, it was a lot sexier when I said <laughs> Well, and it's our job to ruin it. Oh, dear. None of the tea stays in my pot. <laughs> That's nice. That's oh, don't nice. make me sneeze. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Weasley proceeded to introduce him to everyone. Ginny was the chip teacup. Oh, Ginny's chip. Hermione was the feather duster. Oh, we guessed that. Whoa, we did. Ronald was the candelabra. Fred and George were saucepans. Crookshanks, the cat, was the throw pillow. Mr. Weasley was the clock. 
and much more people that Draco tried to remember. Does Mr. Weasley love clocks? He loves clocks. He loves muggle things. Yeah. And now he is one forever. I love that Hermione's the feather duster. We knew, we thought, we guessed that Hermione and Ron, no, we thought Hermione and Ron were going to be Cogsworth and and Lumiere. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, food appeared onto the table out of the blue. Draco shrieked. Do relax. It's just the food, the beast said, amused. Draco glared at him. There was a lot of food. There were freshly baked croissants, fruit juice, eggs. We're staying at a (laughs) continental breakfast at a Holiday Inn. (laughs) There was cornflakes. There's an omelet bar. <laughs> Eggs cooked in a variety of different ways. Jams, fresh fruits and cream, cured meats, sliced cheeses, freshly baked wheat bread, specific, porridge, and so much more. Mm. All brought to you by Ray from the Instacart story. <laughs> Draco gaped at it. He was used to eating watery porridge and maybe some leftover fish with fruits for breakfast. Fresh meat was a luxury and there was enough here to feed his family several times over. The thought of his family made his hunger go away. He wondered with dismay how his parents would be coping without him. His anger at the beast doubled. How dare he act like everything was all right. Shaking, he pushed his chair back and got up. Where are you going? The beast growled. Draco ignored it and started walking out of the room. He heard the beast stand up, but he didn't care. He could go and die for all he cared. Ooh. Why are you leaving? It snarled, moving in front of him to block the door. Why am I leaving? Draco asked, almost laughing out of pure hysteria. Why am I leaving? (laughs) You kidnapped my father and me. (laughs) Leaving? (laughs) And you expect me to be civil with you? Get out of my fucking way and let me leave. Distantly, he heard Mrs. Weasley trying to calm them down, but he ignored her. You have to eat first, the beast said firmly. I don't want to fucking eat. I want to go home. No, the beast said calmly. Let me go. I'm on a gluten-free diet. The croissants (laughs) have gluten. The wheat toast has gluten. You don't even know me. I'm going home. No. Enraged, Draco grabbed a plate from the table and slammed it. No, a Weasley. (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely Percy. That was one of the house elves. (laughs) That was Cho Chang. (laughs) Draco grabbed a plate from the table and slammed it onto the beast's chest. The beast didn't flinch, nor did its skin tear. Draco's did, however, when the ceramic shards slashed into his palm, drawing streams of blood to the surface. Murderer! (laughs) 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 You're injured, the beast hissed. The beast reached out and grasped both of Draco's hand and one of its own. Don't touch me, Draco snarled, trying to pull his hand away. He didn't shudder at my paw. (laughs) It paid him no mind as it used its other hand to hastily grab two tea cloths and wrap Draco's hand in them carefully. <laughs> the twins. <laughs> the Patils. Wait, why am I blanking on their names? The Padma two Patils. and Pavardi. Pavardi. Pavardi, yeah, yeah. sisters. Pavardi. That's a cheese. <laughs> that's Havardi. Oh, that's Havardi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this should hold until I get a bandage. Please don't move or they'll bleed more. Draco was stunned. The hideous beast was trying to heal him. He didn't move as the beast cleaned the blood off of his palms and wrapped his hands in a sterile white bandage, pinning it together with an iron clip. Are you all right now? It asked Draco. When Draco looked at it, he swore that its eyes gleamed. Yes. Yes, I am, Draco murmured. It took him a moment to realize that his hands were still in the beast's. Mm. Well, now that that's over, may we eat? The beast said. It sounded vaguely amused. Fine, Draco said. They both sat back down at the table. Draco looked at all the delicacies, trying to decide what to eat first. He was starving. 
He eventually settled on the jam. <laughs> there were several different flavors, all of which looked amazing. He reached over and went, yeah, that's my jam, <laughs> as Good. he dipped in. Good. He was ready for the jelly. <laughs> he started with raspberry jam. He spread it on a slice of toast. Once he bit into it, he nearly moaned out loud. The jam was sweet and tart and thick, and the bread was warm and crispy. Draco demolished at least six slices of toast before calming down. He ignored the curious stares of the beast from across the table. This was some of the best food he had ever tasted, and damn if he wasn't going to enjoy it. Once he washed it down with a cup of fresh orange juice, the work conference he was there for began. <laughs> it keeps reminding me of being at like, it a, does. like a Marriott you know? convention center. He looked at his speaker schedule for the day. <laughs> <laughs> he put his lanyard on. First breakout session was at 1 p.m. <laughs> How to be independent when a beast locks you up. Yeah. <laughs> Once he washed it down with a cup of orange juice, he sighed happily and leaned back into his chair. Are you done? Draco looked up and saw the beast smirking faintly at him. He nodded. As he stood up to leave, the beast quickly shot up and intercepted him. Let me escort you back to your chambers. Draco raised an eyebrow. All right. They linked arms and made their way back up the stairs. Throughout the walk, Draco could feel the beast's eyes on him, which made him want to squirm. There are some rules you must follow in this castle. It rumbled, its voice deep. Like I give a fuck, Draco muttered. Whoa. The beast growled, but it didn't give any other indication that it had hurt him. There are only two rules. You cannot leave the castle and you must stay out of the West Wing. I'm halfway through season four of the West Wing, <laughs> so do not finish it without me. If you try to finish it without me. Honestly, Josh is my favorite, but Sam Seaborn is one hell of a man. <laughs> Crossover. I was, I was DMing with someone Today about the West Wing and how we need to do a West Wing uh, story and call it the West Wing. Oh, of course. Obviously. Of course. Uh, why can't I go to the West Wing? Draco challenged, his tone haughty. <laughs> it's forbidden. Isn't that what they say says in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I said so. The Beast's tone booked no further argument and Draco wisely kept his mouth shut. Once they arrived at his room, he hastily made to run inside. Before he could, the beast lifted up his small hand and kissed it. Thank you for joining me, the beast said. Draco flushed, partly out of anger and partly out of embarrassment. You're welcome, he said, snatching his hand away and darting back into his room before the beast could do anything else to him. As it locked the door from the outside, Draco was met face to face with a giggling pansy. Spell. <laughs> <laughs> I picture the dresser, like a pansy, Fran being like, Spell with her arms up on her chin. Harry sighed as oh, beep boop beep boop. Oh no no. Oh beep 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> Harry sighed as he looked into the mirror. Ever since that blasted witch had cursed him, witch, he had been stuck in this horrible body for Godric knew how long. He still looked vaguely human, minus the animal parts. <laughs> oh. Go on, <laughs> Harry. He turned to look at Hermione leaning on Crookshanks, who was sleeping next to her. Hermione is the feather, Ooh, duster, the feather duster. duster, right? Yeah. Do you think her, instead of feathers, it's just like crazy out of control girls of feathers? Like her hair? You know, upside down <laughs> yeah. Hermione. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> looks like a mop. <laughs> uh, how are you? And don't say you're fine because I know you're not. Harry smiled faintly. Even as a feather duster, Hermione was still an intimidating force. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. This might be the only way to break the curse, but why would he even fall in love with me? I'm just a hideous beast. Mm. 
You have to let him warm up to you, Harry. You did take his father after all, and you need to learn how to control your temper, she scolded. Hermione, I really don't need a lecture right now, please, he added as he saw her open her mouth to begin ranting again. Fine, she grumbled, but for future references, I told you so. Mm. As she scurried off, probably to find Ron, Harry laughed gently. It was good to know that some things wouldn't change. He got up, groaning as he stretched. He started making his way to the other side of the palace, the West Wing, where CJ was holding a press conference. <laughs> Guys, I really did just, I really did just start the series. That's why everything's so fresh. So fresh. I know I can't remember anything. As he got to the room, he internally braced himself. He pushed the door open and walked up to the standing mirror in the middle of the room, framed with gold. On top, it read, "What." Erised, Stra, Eru, Oit, Ube, Kafru, Oit, on Wasi. <laughs> the mirror of Erised. Is that how that's pronounced? Erised, that yeah. Because right? it's desire is the last word. Desire is backwards. Like, is that how they say it in HP? Mm-hmm. In the old HP. The mirror of Erised. It was surrounded by broken glass on the floor. About half the glass had fallen off the mirror with cracks spider webbing around it. As Harry watched it, another small piece came out and fell to the floor, shattering. In the half visible, he could see his parents, his friends, mm. everyone alive and well. Everything was perfect in the mirror. He sighed. This was his last hope. If it didn't work, he would be stuck as a beast forever. And at the rate with which the glass was breaking, he had only a few months, if not weeks, left before the curse became permanent. Okay, so that's instead of the rose. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's, that's sweet. That's cool that they brought that in. With that thought in mind, he gathered all of his confidence. He needed to be as charming as possible to win Draco's heart. Draco was a hard to get, and Harry loved a good challenge. He smirked to himself and strutted away from the room, not noticing as another piece of glass fell off of the mirror. Oh, no. This has got to be stressful because has anyone else stumbled into the castle in three years? He's got to shoot a shot. Yeah. I mean, there was Lucius a couple minutes ago. Was that his backup? Was he like, I'm going to make <laughs> Lucius fall in love with me? I guess. He's like, I don't know. His plan B is... <laughs> hey, everybody, get out a chest and a, and a tobacco pipe. Wait, no, new plan. Got a different new, new plan. plan. <laughs> toast. Get the toast. Does anyone have a cursed diary? <laughs> He's into it. I swear. Oh, oh, we have someone new. Oh, okay, get rid of new plan. Shoot. Get the toast. <laughs> get as much jam as you can muster. <laughs> no, I said jam, not mustard. <laughs> oh, God. Great. <laughs> um... Bing, 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 bing. Draco <laughs> hid behind a pillar, watching as the beast walked out of the West Wing. He looked strangely happy for some reason. Whatever was in that room, Draco mused, it must be important. If he played his cards right, he could get whatever was in that room and use it to bribe his way out. Not exactly a perfect plan, but Draco was desperate. Has Draco tried to exit the front door? I don't know. He, like, kind of threw a fit at brunch and then Well, was he like, started walking hmm. out and the beast stood in his way. Yeah. Hmm. Once he was sure that the beast was gone, Draco walked quietly into the room. Allie is a captor in this castle. It would be so annoying. She'd be like, <laughs> she'd be like so sneaky and like just would not take no for an answer, like climbing everything. Oh, yeah. I'd get out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'd be eating and Lindsay would be like somewhere like, ah, never mind. I think I'd be eating with you. I don't know what I would do. Danny would be in the middle of the feast and Lindsay would have not left the original cell. Yeah. That's right. I would just be crying. I would just be like, well, this is my life now. <laughs> I'd be home hanging out with my parents. <laughs> with a bunch of food. Yeah. <laughs> the room was gigantic but empty. The only thing inside was a standing mirror with a strange inscription on its top. 
It wasn't in any language Draco recognized, although the words looked oddly familiar. The mirror was surrounded by broken glass, and only half of the glass was left. Draco peered at it curiously when suddenly a mist gathered in the mirror and started to swirl. He gasped when a picture formed in the mirror. He could see his parents waving at him. He looked behind him, but nobody was there. He turned back to the mirror, trembling. He could still see his parents. They were dressed in fine silks, and Draco's mother looked as healthy as she did before she was sick. Draco could see himself in the mirror. He was smiling happily and laughing. He was holding somebody's hand, but the other half of the mirror was gone, so he couldn't see who it was. Was it a hand or a paw? He was entranced. What in the world? What are you doing? Draco jumped and spun around. He saw the beast standing at the doorway to his left. He looked livid. I, I, Draco stammered, backing away from the mirror hastily. The beast snarled, its irises fading from emerald green to blood red. The beast bared its teeth menacingly. I told you not to come in here, he hissed in a deep voice, walking up to Draco. Draco scrambled backward. I'm sorry, I, get out, it roared, lifting its hand as if it was about to strike him. Draco ran out of the room with all his speed. He ran and ran until he had no idea where he was. He stopped for breath, panting and leaning against the wall. He needed to leave this place now. After a minute, he kept on walking quickly, trying to look for familiar surroundings. Soon, he found what looked to be kitchens. There were many animated objects at work, but Draco pushed his way past all of them. He grabbed a satchel from the wall and started stuffing it with anything he could get his hands on. Apples, small loaves of bread, jams, more, more jams. jams, knives, extra jam, just in case. Went back for some other jam. An extra piece of bread. Asked Mrs. Potts if she had a few. <laughs> I made uh, six slices of toast in one sitting guy. You've got a few loaves around. <laughs> if he was leaving, he might as well be prepared. He's got a carbo load before this journey. <laughs> <laughs> Once he grabbed a decent amount of food and at least three knives, he ran out of the kitchen into the main dining room. There were suits of armor guarding the room, but they were at the walls, so he was able to dodge all their attempts to catch him. Oh, dodge? <laughs> I did an alley. He was able to dodge all their attempts to catch him. He pulled the door open and slipped out before they could hold him. I love that you ripped on me. Pulled an alley. <laughs> no, I meant to say, like, I just assumed it was a word. Like, I just was like, oh, that's a, I did, I was just reading it. No, I didn't mean to rip on you. You gotta get the hell out of dry. I was trying to, I was, I was blanking on, um, what's the guy that reads from the thing? What's the Will Ferrell anchor character? Man? Yes, I pulled an anchor man. Ron Burgundy. You Ron Burgundy did. Yeah, I pulled a also, Ron Burgundy. Also, Allie Lefebvre did. <laughs> He pulled the door open and slipped out before they could hold him. Speaking of alley fever, (laughs) he escaped. He sped through the hedges as fast as he could, the adrenaline coursing through his veins. He ran and ran, not even stopping once he reached the forest. He did stop, however, when the toe of his boots got caught on some thick tree roots that stuck up from the ground, making him fall over. He groaned. He tried to free his ankle from the roots, but not only was it stuck, it was also sent sharp spikes of pain up his leg. Great. He had managed to break his ankle, and he wasn't even far yet. He could still see the top of the castle above the trees. What is this? Lindsay making a break for it? Allie sneaking out, Danny grabbing food, immediately breaking his ankle. (laughs) That's what we call a golden threesome escape. Yeah, escape. He rummaged through his pack and brought out a tea cloth he had packed with him. He managed to snap off a nearby twig from the tree and had soon fashioned himself a makeshift splint. It was very crude, but there was nothing else Draco could use for the time being. With a groan, he pulled his foot out of the roots, wincing as the movement shot spikes of pain down his leg. Suddenly, he heard a tree branch snap. He froze. Slowly, he turned to his left and almost wet his pants. <laughs> that surprised me. That surprised me. I don't know what I was thinking. I was gonna... uh, there was a very large man. Oh, I thought 
not wolves. Yeah, where are the wolves at? Whoa, what a ride. There was a very large man standing a few feet away from him, but the man looked. Oh, they're there. (laughs) They're there. Uh, Serious? But the man looked animalistic, even more so than the beasts. The man had fur on his face, claws, and looked distinctly wolfish. Draco was screwed. (laughs) Hello, beautiful. (laughs) The man crooned. I feel like he has a Cockney accent that I can't do. Hello, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) The man crooned. His voice was deep and sent shivers down Draco's spine. His teeth were a bright yellow that made him cringe. Somehow this man's aura was even more terrifying than that of the beasts, and that was saying something. Stay away from me, Draco cursed, his voice for being so wobbly. He gripped his knives tighter, his three knives. (laughs) The man chuckled and started to approach Draco, who scrambled back as much as he could with his broken ankle. Eventually, the man caught up to him. He grabbed Draco by the hair and yanked him closer. Draco screamed and stabbed at the man's hands. Whoa, this is getting... Wow, this is insane. Stabbing is... Wow. Don't touch me, the man snarled and freed Draco to attend to his pierced skin. Before Draco could scramble away, the man punched him in the stomach, (gasps) sending him to the floor and taking away his breath. His head knocked against a tree root and he groaned. Draco winced and clutched at his middle. He had peed his pants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, he did pee his pants. (laughs) Oh, man. He watched helplessly as the man licked at the stab wound, which somehow closed the skin over it. Is it Fenrir? It seems like it, right? Grayback? Yeah, because I don't think it's Remus. Keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> Once he's done, he turned to Draco. Dang it. <laughs> You're lucky I like the tough ones, Blondie. Right as he was about to lunge at Draco, something pushed the man out of his way, sending him into a tree. Draco's heart dropped when he realized it was the beast, <gasps> and he looked murderous. I thought I got rid of you, Grayback. It growled, towering over Grayback. Ooh, there we go. Good call, Al. It bashed Grayback's head against the tree again for good measure. Draco could hazily see the blood stains it left behind. Grayback groaned. However, when the beast brought out something from its pockets, Grayback shrieked. It looked like a few leaves tied around a silver rod. Draco tried to concentrate on it, but the pain from his stomach and ankle and his head were making his mind foggy. And stay out, the beast yelled as Grayback (laughs) scampered away. The beast turned to Draco, its features looking worriedly. As it lifted Draco up from the ground, Draco passed out. The end of the chapter. (gasps) Suspense. Okay, there was some beast on beast action at the end. Wow. Wow. Whoa. That's bestiality. Like we've never I think seen the, it yeah. before. Yeah. Sheesh. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your wonderful down? I also did is your instead of are you wands up or down. I don't know why I did that. I think because we always do like, is your sword. Yeah, is your saber. Is your saber. Mm, yeah, we've had to switch. This one could be like, is your rose up or down, except that's actually no longer relevant because it's a mirror. Yeah. Is your mirror reflective or crumbling? <laughs> Are you seeing something sexy in the mirror of your set or not? Well, wow. We've never had fighting before, have we? No. We've had tickling. Yeah, we've had tickle fighting. That's it. No tickling. <laughs> What's um? It looked like a few leaves tied around a silver rod. What does that mean? Why am I missing that reference? I don't know. It was a bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I know this, and I don't even know if I actually know it. But I feel like in werewolf lore, they don't like silver. I think so. Yeah, it's like vampires and garlic. Yeah. So that must have been his defense weapon against Greyback. I guess. Oh, uh, girls. Okay, who wants to say if their wands up or down? Well, I have to say my wand is neutral. It's not down. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it is down. Maybe it's a little down. 
not in mm-hmm. a bad way. It wasn't a sexy episode, but it was a mm-hmm. wonderful episode. But yeah, I think it's down only because we had tension, fighting, an attack, a sprained ankle, possibly yeah. broken, who knows. So yeah, I'm going to go ones down for this episode. I think I'm one neutral or tiny bit down, but what helped me was all of the toast and jam because I think toast is like the perfect snack. And mm. I'm glad that I feel like I liked Hermione and Harry talking to each other. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking all of the like character development, all that fun stuff. But yeah, it's a little just neutral. I don't I don't want murder. I mean, in the theme of conflict, actually, Lindsay, I'll I'll say part of my neutrality was the fact that he only had jam, that there was this whole <laughs> feast of food and he focused on two ingredients because yeah. there was eggs, there were croissants. I mean, there was a lot there. There was meats. And so there were meats. And so, I don't know, for me, that was my biggest frustration was <laughs> I wanted him to go to Chowtown and yeah. he stopped by Jamville. So. Yeah, yeah, if we can't go to Poundtown, at least go to Chowtown. That's true. Yeah, he really limited himself. He's in a castle with all this food at his disposal and he just goes for the jam. I think the beast yeah. is going to open his eyes and his and some other stuff. Hopefully. Well, even though we know the direction of this story, (laughs) I am just thrilled at what is being uncovered and discovered in this castle. And I love all the Harry Potter references and characters getting jammed into the story. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited for uh, episode four next week. Me too. This is a blast. I love it. And we will see a bunch of you on Thursday. Yeah. So last chance, grab your spot as a black cloth dong. And join us for our Valen Dong's Day live show. There's yeah. so much dong happening. <laughs> A lot of dong. Uh, okay, bye. See you later. Mwah. Bye. For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon, where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe, and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. Ten points for nice reviews. Neither one prepared. Harry is the beast.